What's up and welcome back. It is episode number 32 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. I'm Dan Ball. And I'm Matt McAuliffe. And we are back in business. It's starting to get a little bit cooler here in the local Hamden area. Matt just got a chance to do uh, the weather report here. So I'm sure the weather means one thing that uh, we're continuing to go on with this fall schedule. And some teams are getting pretty hot. It was the senior capstone where I was the weatherman. <laughs> I'm not certified in meteorology. But yeah, I mean, the fall sports are in full swing. I mean, you're starting to get teams that are getting on win streaks and getting hot and you're also finding teams that are still kind of getting their identity and when they gain that identity more wins are to come and one of the teams that has been gaining their identity and really picking up the wins throughout the beginning part of the season is the women's soccer team so you're going to hear more about them coming up in this episode but first there's a lot going on in the schedule from the past week and the week to come so this is the week that was in Quinnipiac Athletics Starting with the women's volleyball team before the team even played a match last weekend, senior middle blocker Callie Oates was named MAC Player of the Week for her play from September 2nd to September 8th. For the first time in program history, the volleyball team swept a tournament as they won all three matches they played in the Knights Fall Classic. They beat NJIT three sets to two, Fairleigh Dickinson 3-0, and Morgan State 3-0. So congratulations to that team. Volleyball is in New York for the Ellis Rowland Memorial Tournament on Friday and Saturday, the team's final tune-up before opening up MAC play. And if the hottest team on campus isn't women's soccer, it's women's volleyball. These Absolutely. girls are collecting wins and working really well together. To cross-country now, the women's cross-country team finished second out of eight teams in the Sean Nassany Invitational at Bryant University, while the men's team finished third out of 11 teams. Both teams are off this week, and they'll be back in action on September 21st. Women's rugby picked up their first win of the season over Penn State over the weekend, winning a closely fought match 23-22. Freshman Bianca Siolan kicked three successful penalty kicks in the first half and added a conversion in the 63rd minute that proved to be the difference in the game. Rugby hits the road for four straight matches over the next four weeks, beginning this Saturday with a match at Army West Point. Women's golf now. They begin their fall slate with the Dartmouth Invitational. They'll be up at Hanover Country Club in New Hampshire Friday through Sunday. Women's tennis begins the 2019-2020 season this weekend, hosting the 2019 Quinnipiac Invitational right here in Hamden. The three-day tournament will feature eight teams who will compete in both singles and doubles matches. The eight teams competing in the 2019 Quinnipiac Invitational are, of course, the Bobcats. But in addition to them, Army, Boston University, Bryant, Fairfield, Providence, Sacred Heart, and UConn. So a lot of the local Connecticut powerhouses playing in this upcoming tournament. But a best of luck for the women's tennis team as they begin their season. And our school is super proud of this Invitational. To get as many schools to participate and bring them to our campus and kind of show it off is a huge thing. To field hockey now, they continue their fall slate of games with two this week. They host Sacred Heart on Saturday afternoon before visiting Hofstra on Monday. Men's soccer as we switch to the pitch. Men's soccer dropped a one nothing heartbreaker to Vermont on Monday. The team hits the road for the first of two straight away games playing at Albany on Sunday afternoon. Women's soccer now. They are last on our rundown because because they are the team being featured in this episode. Women's soccer split their games over the last week. They beat the University of Hartford 2-0 last Sunday on goals by Gretchen Cron and Kylie Lance. They followed that up with a tough overtime loss to UMass Lowell 2-1. The soccer team finished up their three-game homestand with a game against Dartmouth on Sunday, 
following which they're off for the rest of the week. And Matt, we finished, like you said, with the women's soccer team because you got a chance to sit down with Megan Phillips from the women's soccer team. She's a freshman goaltender from Canada, so she's an international student, but she also has a twin sister on the cross-country team. So that story is so awesome to go into detail with. And she's also got multi-talented parents, so make sure you uh, listen to the entire interview to hear that. Let's take a listen. Here is Matt with Megan Phillips. And we are back. And we are here with our guest for this week, Megan Phillips. She is a freshman goaltender for the women's soccer team. Megan, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's um, it's start. We're starting to get a feel of fall. There's like a, a yeah. crisp, crisp, a crisp air going on around campus now. So that means that your sport is in full swing. Yeah. You guys have played games. You might be the hottest team on campus right now. The hottest fall sport with the amount of wins that you've collected. So. What kind of energy is around the team right now with those collecting those wins? Positive. It's good. Um, our team's been doing good, and we've been we get a lot of support from the other teams too, which is really good. And I've noticed that's a big thing. Um, but yeah, we come off of we have a good winning streak right now. We're hoping to keep that going, but it's been pretty good so far. And you are a freshman, as I mentioned yeah. earlier, a three plus one journalism student. Now, yeah. welcome to the club. <laughs> Thank you. And you are also Canadian. Yeah. So take me through what it was like to grow up Canadian. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm always been, like I've always been around um, hockey. I've actually like I just stopped playing this past winter. So I'm a multi-sport athlete with that. Um, hockey. Yeah. I'm a big Toronto fan of all sports teams. Even I follow the MLS. Even though many people say like it's not the greatest league and it's not, but you just got to be in it because you're in Toronto. Um, but it's cool. And coming here, everybody asks me the basic questions. Can you pronounce this? Can you pronounce that? <laughs> what it's kind funny. of words do they ask you to pronounce? Like house and out and stuff like that. Oh, because <laughs> like you, yeah, yeah. you hang on to the yeah. house. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> or when right. I say sorry. Like I was in the athletic room today <laughs> and I accidentally hit somebody. So I said sorry. And she goes, are you from Canada? And I was like, yeah. How did you know? And she goes, because of the way that you say things. Like, <laughs> do you find yourself apologizing a lot or no? I do actually. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I, it's just a thing now. So, like, even if, like, people hit me, I'll apologize. I, I don't know. It's bad. <laughs> Do you say it on the field, too? No, not as yeah. much on the field. Because you're locked in. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're focused. Yeah. You don't apologize on the field. <laughs> good, good. So, uh, and again, it's kind of weird because Canada has that narrative where it's different. But really, the lifestyle is very similar to oh, America. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, how did that help your transition from here to Quinnipiac? It was pretty easy, actually. Um, so it's just basically, and like I'm here with a bunch of my teammates, so it's like I moved my home here, which is pretty nice. But teammates with like on yeah, your club so, soccer team? Yeah, there's five oh. girls on the team currently from Canada, and we all played in the same club. We all got recruited from the same club. Which players? Um, Olivia Scott, Markayla Bailary, Malia Di Rosario, Taylor Dowdell, and then myself. And we have one more coming next year. Oh, awesome. Yeah. From the same club team. Yeah. Great. So if since you guys were all on the same club team, what was the recruiting process like? Were you all in the room at once, separate? Uh, did you all magically find out you were going to Quinnipiac? Or yeah, what was the recruiting process? I've gotten that question a lot, um, actually, if we all decided to come here together. And we didn't. It was all individual. But our team actually came and played the Quinnipiac women's team four years ago, I believe. And it was through my coach. I'm not entirely sure how he connected with Dave and Steve. Um, but we came here and we played the team and then we all got recruited at that same time. So the four of them had committed earlier and then I had just committed the last, um, last spring just because like timing and everything. But 
yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, none of us, like, we didn't intend to go to the same university, um, but it's kind of cool that it happened because now we're all in one spot. We all played together for the past five, six years, and we all move here together, which is pretty cool. And that is huge for chemistry reasons. Oh, yeah. For ball movement, chemistry, obviously communication yeah. on the field, too. So who approached you first, and when did you first hear our name? Because it's unique. You really can't forget it. Yeah. Um, I think the first person was it was either Steve or Matt Jones, one of them, because Matt Jones was a previous um, he was. coach for the woman. He was, and yeah. I was I was recruited by him. Okay. So I committed when he was still the goalie coach, and then it switched to Sarah. Sarah, yeah. Yeah. So she had never seen me play. She didn't know how I was, but she knew who I was. We had texted, we had emailed um, back and forth, but yeah, it was it was all through Matt. Okay, and you were approached at a Canadian game. Like yeah. he went, he went to you. No, we. It was when we came to them. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, also for those folks who are listening at home and recognize the last name Phillips, <laughs> that's because you have a twin. I do on the cross country team. Yep, she's here too. We live across all from each other too. <laughs> oh, and which one? Uh, uh, Irma. And Irma. Okay. Yeah. All right. And did you yeah. request that or no? Did that... No, it Come just happened. On. That yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, that yeah. must have made move-in day that much easier. Oh yeah, I was here the week before her, and then she moved down the week after. I was like, oh, there's her room, and Marky lives across from me the other way. And I was like, I'm right here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So what? The, and again, completely individual decisions oh, to come yeah. here. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. She came here when my team when we came and played. So she just wanted to tour the school. She was just beginning her, um, her recruiting process. And then she connected with the coach. They really liked each other, went back and forth. And then it was this past uh, winter that she had uh, committed. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was completely – we talked about it a bunch, and we were like, okay, if we go to the same university, like, that would be pretty cool, but we're not going to intend to look at the same place. And then it just ended up happening. Wow, do you guys have similar personalities? Because with my brother, um, it's kind of like he, he is more introverted than I am. And it's totally cool because we do our own thing. We never fight. Yeah. We're awesome together. But we knew that we kind of didn't want to go to the same college because we wanted to do different things. Yeah. He wanted to teach. I wanted to broadcast. So what, what's the personalities like in that house? Completely different. Yeah. yeah. Tell um, me about that. Here, too, she's in molecular and cell biology, and I'm in journalism. So we're already on the, yeah. the complete end of the spectrum. But my brother, too, he's in like video editing and broadcasting also. So... I kind of followed more with him, and my sister's just, she's completely different. She's more numbers and math, and I'm more, not, like, more creative in that aspect. But it's kind of cool because we mesh together, and we can go off of each other's differences. So instead of being, like, the same person and, like, arguing about that, we're our own separate people, which is really cool. And is she, because you seem pretty extroverted right now. You're willing <laughs> to come on to a, a podcast yeah. and talk with me and... So is she also the same yeah, same way? Like, she, would she sit in this chair? And, yeah, she probably okay. would. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I, again, having a twin on the cross-country team who's also an athlete and you on the soccer team is also an athlete, what is – what do your parents say when other parents ask them about their daughters? Um, <laughs> that we're very athletic, which is – my parents are musicians – which is when people hear that, they're like, how do you have athletic children? So my brother's lacrosse and hockey. Me and my sister were yeah. both hockey. I was soccer, and then she was track. And they're like, I don't understand how that happened. But, no, my parents are so proud of us, and they put out as much information about us as possible. They text everybody they know. They email. 
the yeah. links everybody's watching the games yeah. and then all of our parents are talking to each other after so it's really cool and they're very very supportive and they were very supportive of us um living out our dreams too now what kind of instruments do they play my mom played um horn instruments so she was like trumpet. french horn yeah. trumpet trumpet trombone no not trombone oh, yeah. just more trumpet um and then my dad was drums so he played like the snare and yeah well then was he in a band it was do you know what drum corps is it's you like a big, it. I don't even know how to, it's just like a big percussion and they perform percussion. I don't know. It's like horns. Um, they have like cymbals. It's and like a big orchestra that like. Kind of, but like bigger. And they put on shows like they perform songs and then they like move in patterns and everything. And it's very, it's very, very cool. You should look it up after. All right. But, so what, what do I look up? It's called. Uh, drum Corps. Drum Corps. Yeah. And it's. C O R E C H O R P, yeah. Okay. But there's some pretty. My mom, she marched in. The, I think the corps is called Phantom Regiment. Okay. Um, yeah. So then, nice. like, yeah. And then the musicians had oh, athletic yeah, because, children. And yeah, my grandparents. My grandpa was a drummer too. My aunt was in drum corps. So it's like my whole family. All of the parents are on that, and all the kids are an athlete. Wow. Athletes, so yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty funny, but it sounds cool. like a, a pretty fun Phillips household. Oh though. yeah, it is. <laughs> it's so fun. So, which um, province in Canada are you from? Ontario. Ontario. So yeah, we live just outside of Toronto. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Nice. And um, I always like to ask this because I never got to live the life, the Division One athlete life. What it, What has been your favorite part of being a Division One athlete? I mean, we have a brand new facility yeah. for the soccer turf. If the listeners haven't been, you should go immediately. Yep. So what's what's the best part? <laughs> Um, it's basically like living the professional life already, except with the school aspect. You right. gotta, when you take that out, it's like you're already living a professional life. Like I'm living away from home. I'm surrounded by the soccer team all the time. I'm surrounded by all the coaches. I get training all the time and I can just walk into the athletic room and just get rehab or anything there. Any so treatment. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's like you're living your own like semi-professional life and a sort so you get a feeling for that and then you know you really know if like the, if that's the lifestyle for you which is pretty cool all right so now i want to switch the focus to the team all mm -hmm. right uh, we've learned about you we've talked about you the team now what have you seen from the division one game compared to club game it's a lot faster right yeah my first week here and training with the other goalkeepers like i i was not prepared for the pace and these girls too are a lot more physical which back home, like in Canada, we play a more like possessive style, so you won't really face teams that are willing to like throw you off the ball. You'll have a couple girls here and there, but it's more how can you keep the ball on your feet and play around them, like, and you have t like more chess time with the ball. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here it's like once you get the ball, there's at least two people on you, and you have no time. So your like your brain has to really speed up, and your feet really have to speed up, which is it's really interesting to see how kind of different the styles were, but. You adapt pretty fast. And as a goalie, you have to talk with the defense constantly. Oh, yeah. You have to tell them to shift left, shift yeah. right. Um, what, and you found yourself yelling more yeah. <laughs> when you got to the collegiate level? Yeah, a little bit, but it's more about organization. Because as a goalkeeper, you get less shots if you can organize the team better. So if you move the people into the right spaces, then you're not going to face as many shots. And that's the thing is, like, I have to know the systems and how – um, quickly to move the other players and get them get all my pieces moved into place so that everything can run smoothly. So how good has Sarah been with you in, in coaching good. you? She's very good, very good. She likes to break things down, which is really big for me. So sometimes, um, like a simple, like something that should be complicated, she'll make really simple. 
So, like, the other week we were working on 1v1s, and we really went back to the basics. And then that just helps your – it just helps you settle back in, which is pretty cool. So she's very, very good, and she's really analyzing of the game, too. So after the game, she'll send me the clips, and she'll be like, okay, what did you do here? And so I'll send her my thoughts, and we'll just bounce back and forth, which is really important for a goalkeeper and the coach to mesh. Otherwise, there's just going to be clashing, and nothing is going to work. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. I mean, I'm so happy that you've adapted so well to the Division One athlete life, the Quinnipiac life as an international student. So what is the expectation? You're the one in the locker room. You're the yeah. one listening to Coach Clark. What does Coach Clark expect from you guys this season? Because you've come very close to winning this MAC championship. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really put pressure on us because I found if he – I think if he puts pressure on us, then we're just going to not play as smooth. Um, but the expect ex- – sorry expectation we put on ourselves is to be as best as we can be and that's what everybody should be um so we play together as a team all the time we're always if one person's not in it you see it in the whole entire team not just realize um you see how heavily we rely on each other so I think that's a big thing that he wants for us too is to really work as a team because we're one unit we're not one player and it's there's 11 people on the field and it's not just one and that's exactly why you have one on the back of your warm-up jerseys. You <laughs> yeah, move as one. Exactly. Well, so now we're going to move on to the three famous questions that this podcast <laughs> is known for. Uh, we ask all three of these questions to every guest, to all of our guests that have come on, any coach, any player. Uh, we've even had administration on, like Billy Mecca. He's answered these. Yeah. Um, so the first question is, if you could live anywhere in the world besides Hamden, Connecticut, obviously, where would you live and why? Um, I think I would want to stay in Toronto. You would stay in I Toronto? Would. Yeah, because I like the sports atmosphere of everything. Everything is so close together there, and you can just, you can see everything. And the Toronto Raptors just won the NBA oh, championship. yeah, that was huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that night, I was up until 4 a.m. watching interviews, and I, oh, it was wow. crazy. It was so, so fun. Okay, so you're a semi-basketball fan, if you're willing to. I, I am. I watch it when it's on. I'm not like, I won't be like, oh, the Raptors are playing. Like, I gotta watch gotta it Gotta go. <laughs> but if I'm sitting at home and it's on, I'm gonna yeah. watch it, because yeah, yeah. I, I think it's interesting. So are you a fan of Drake, then, obviously? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Were you yeah. a fan of his interviews? Uh, they were interesting. Their sound, his sound bites, man, weird. of that entire <laughs> NBA Finals run uh, was a disaster. But so classic. Yeah. I want my chips with the dip. Is <laughs> yep, that's a good one. That one you hear a lot. My favorite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the second one is if you could have dinner with anyone, deceased or alive. Oh gosh. Who would you have dinner with? Who would you have a dinner conversation with? Um, my favorite goalkeeper I would have a dinner conversation with, David De Gea, from my favorite team, Manchester United. Okay. I just, I, I, I watch him, and I love how he plays. I love his style of play. And, like, if I could just talk to him and understand how he does some things or why he does some things, I think that would be super cool. So my neighbor is a big Premier League soccer fan. Yeah. But you'd never guess what TV roots for. It's Crystal Palace. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he was, <laughs> he, it's where he grew up. I mean, okay. he grew up a block away from the stadium, so... Okay. I root for them just because he roots for yeah. them. You, I know they're not the yeah. best soccer club, but yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Everybody has their team. Nobody <laughs> yeah. has to understand why you have your team. You just have your team. You go with it. Absolutely. <laughs> There's some clashing in the change room because of that, but it works. <laughs> and 
the women's soccer one, yeah. Oh, just for the Premier League, yeah. You hear when, Rosie and Stevie, oh, they're going Ro- at each yeah. other all the time. <laughs> and all of us just sit back and watch, and we're like, this is, it's entertaining in itself. Because Rosie's international as well. Yeah, she's from England. She's from England. So, so her, she... Charlotte, and Stevie are all Premier League. They're yeah, all Charlotte about Edmonds, uh, also a goaltender. Yeah. So Rosie roots for? Um, what, what are they called? It's one of her local teams. Okay. I can't remember who her big team is, but she... Oh, I think it is Manchester United. I think yeah. that's who she cheers for. And also. then Stevie must be. I don't know. Uh, oh, Stevie is Newcastle. That's Newcastle. who it is. Newcastle, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, Dave is a big Tottenham fan, he and we is watched. We Dave. were watching the game one day before a game, and then Tottenham beat, or no, Newcastle beat Tottenham one nothing, and Stevie wrote it on the board. <laughs> Right before yes. a game, we were like, "Oh my god, we can't do this to yes. us." <laughs> he and I went on um, the road a couple road trips with you guys. Um, one to Siena, and I think one for the MAC playoffs. Okay. And head coach Dave Clark would sit at breakfast and just watch, oh, yeah. like all Tottenham the highlights all the time. Yeah, so that's awesome. While we're driving, he pulls them up. We watch <laughs> all the other teams, but yeah, yeah we're. Yeah. Yeah. So the goalie's name was Charlotte. No, 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 oh. the one that you oh, want to have dinner with. Uh, David De Gea. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> and the last one, which is my favorite, uh, this question is a hypothetical. You're on death row, and your last meal would be what? Dinner, drink, and dessert, what would it be? Um, Dinner would be, oh, I don't know, that's a tell. Oh, my mom makes this really good chicken sandwich. Okay, it's like, fried, grilled? No, grilled chicken, and that has brie, apple, um, bacon and arugula on it with oh. smoky bacon mayo. So wow. good. I always ask her for it. Does she make the mayo herself? No, no, she doesn't, but so good. It's so wow. good. Yeah. And then with the side of mashed potatoes, because that's my favorite thing, yeah. dessert would be lemon meringue pie, and my drink of choice would be root beer. Okay. Yeah. Wow, you're pretty confident there. We, <laughs> we've had guests that like think for a while, so yeah. good, good that you thought of it so no. quick. All right, lemon. Yeah, I yeah, I like that I, pie, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Big fan. My grandma and I used to make it together, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of tart desserts. Yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. And then root beer is a good call. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's always my go-to. I haven't, I don't drink any pop while I'm here. It's all just water, bottles of water, but back home, if I'm feeling it, sometimes, you know, you just got to crack open a root beer. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't drink much soda either. Yeah. I, I would do like lemonade. I'm a huge lemonade yeah. guy. Or iced tea. Iced tea. Good. Yep. Yeah. I can't have iced tea here though. Even if you ask for it sweet, it's not the same. Cause here it's just cold tea. But back home, Toronto we have, like, is better tea. Yeah, better iced tea. Yeah. Cause ours is like sugar, so it's not like it's not like just cold tea. Oh, it's sweeter. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it is sweeter. I, I find it surprising. Like, <laughs> okay, I find it surprising. I'll bring you some. <laughs> Please do, cause when I think Canada, I do not think yeah. iced tea. I brought my own maple syrup, too. <laughs> that was a hit. I brought it one morning for our breakfast because we had pancakes. Some of the girls tried it. It was pretty good. <laughs> the syrup. All right, so tea and syrup for next episode. Is yeah. that okay? Yeah. All right, perfect. <laughs> so, Megan, thank you for coming on, and best of luck with this season. Thank you.
Thanks so much to Megan Phillips for joining us here on episode number 32 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening this week. Make sure that you follow the Quinnipiac women's soccer team on Twitter. It is at QU underscore WSOC. So QU underscore WSOC if you want to follow them for all of the up to the minute updates on their season. If you want to follow the full athletics account, make sure you do. It is at QU Athletics on Twitter and Instagram. That's how you can follow both of those. Go online to QuinnipiacBobcats.com. You can get all of your rosters and stats and tickets and merch, and you can also find this podcast. So, Matt, if you scroll down to the bottom of the screen, you see something pretty great. Yeah, it's our own little tag. We have our own little Quinnipiac Bobcats tag on the website. You click that link, and all of our episodes come up. Episodes like Billy Mecca's, Chase Prisky's, and... And any other past interview that you'd want to listen to. That's right. 31 episodes worth of interviews and fun you can find right there on that tab. But if you want to get the episodes first, subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. That's where the episodes will go up first. You'll get a notification you so you can listen the moment that these episodes come out. And you want to make sure that you're staying up to date on everything in the Bobcat community. Matt McAuliffe, before we go. How can we get in touch with you? You know the drill. At M. McAuliffe 7 on Twitter and Instagram. Give me a follow and I'll follow back, hopefully. And I am at Dan Ball, B-A-H-L. And that same probably promise you're getting yeah, from me, too. Right, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. The theme song of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast is Wire and Flashing Lights by Professor Click.